0: We had glitter glue. We had yellow glitter glue, we had gold glitter glue. We had blank paper plates cut into star shapes. We had candles to light, we had hot cider, and the words to sunshine on my shoulders, and you are my sunshine. In short, we had everything we needed to celebrate the winter solstice. No, wait. One more very important thing, friends to celebrate with. We called and we invited, and the reply we heard was, yes, we would like to share the holiday with you. Yes, in the midst of Hanukkah and Christmas rush, we'd like to appreciate together the miracle of sunlight. So we waited. The sun had disappeared early that solstice evening, icicles hung from the roof edge, and the streetlight created a small puddle of dim light on the snow piled beside the road. Wind whistled past the frosty windows. Can you tell this was in upstate New York? (laughs) (laughs) Then the doorbell rang, and suddenly the house was bursting with warmth. We hugged one another, we sang our songs, we decorated the suns, one side black paint, the other side a sunburst of bright sequins and glitter glue, and then we found comfortable chairs to listen to the story we tell every year. By Starhawk from Circle Round. A story, a story, let it come, let it go. It was the middle of winter and the sun had grown very old. All year long, the sun had worked very hard, rising and setting day after day. All year long, the sun had fed everything on earth, shining and shining, giving energy to the trees and the flowers and the grasses so they could grow and feed the animals, the birds, and the insects, and the people. And now, the poor, tired sun could barely make it up in the morning. And after a short period of time, they needed to sleep again. So the days grew shorter and the nights grew longer until the day was so short it was hardly worth getting up for. (coughs) Why does the dark go on so long, Asked the children? Won't the sun ever come back again? The sun is very tired. But maybe if you children say thank you for all the things the sun does for us, the light may return in the morning. So the children sang songs for the sun. Light is returning, even though this is the darkest hour, no one can hold back the dawn. The children thought about all the things the sun gave them. Thank you for the strawberries and the carrots, they said. Thank you for growing the trees and the seaweed. Thank you for stirring the air and making the winds that turn the windmills." Every time a child said, thank you, the sun began to feel a little warmer, a little brighter. Wrapped safely in the arms of night, the sun grew younger and younger. Can we stay up all night and watch for the sun to rise again? asked the children. You can try but you'll get very sleepy. You could light a candle because all fire is a spark of the sun's fire and it will keep watch for you. So the candles were lit and put in very safe places. And the sun peeped out and could see the many sparks of sunfire burning in the night. And it felt stronger still. Early in the morning, the old ones woke the children and everyone walked to the top of a nearby hill. The sky began to turn from black to purple to blue. Slowly the sky grew light. A golden glow crept over the horizon. Night opened her great arms and in a burst of brightness, the sun appeared new and strong and shining. Everybody cheered, and the children jumped up and down. The sun is returned. The sun is reborn. The children cried, and they danced, and they sang to celebrate the birth of a new
1: day. Hooray! Our reading today is a litany of support, which was compiled by the Reverend Amy Beltran. And... This pledge was written in November of 2016 and used at congregations around the country, and it is time to renew our pledge. Many of us are afraid of the coming years because we ourselves or a loved one faces oppression. For our litany, I will name positions of privilege in our society and name those who are less privileged. These are the ones with whom our UU movement calls us to be in solidarity. I ask that if you are a part of the privileged identity group, you respond to each call for solidarity with a marginalized group, with we pledge our support. We will begin with one example I can pledge with you. From those of us who are white or Euro-American, we honor people of color, black, Latinx, Asian, and indigenous, and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. We pledge our support. From those of us who are heterosexual or cisgendered, we honor the LGBTQIA community and commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. We pledge our support. From those of us who have not been imprisoned, we honor those who have been incarcerated, and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. We pledge our support. From those of us who are not Muslim, we honor our Muslim neighbors and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. We pledge our support. From those of us who are insulated from the effects of climate change, we honor those on the front lines and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. We pledge our support. From those of us who are men, we honor women, trans people, and genderqueer people, and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. From those of us from middle or upper income households, we honor those who struggle with poverty, and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. We pledge our support. From those of us, who are neurotypical and of presently healthy body, we honor those who are disabled or differently abled, and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. We pledge our support. From those of us who have American citizenship, we honor those who are immigrants, and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. We pledge our support. From those of us who have reliable health care access, we honor those who don't and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. From those of us who have not been assaulted, we honor those who are survivors and we commit ourselves to acts of solidarity. For all those who suffer from prejudice, poverty, violence, disaster, illness, and environmental degradation, who we have not named, or perhaps do not know yet, we keep our hearts and minds open to solidarity and in new ways to new people. We pledge our support. Because Christmas can mean peace on earth, goodwill to all, and because Christmas can mean Every child is a sacred gift, and because solstice means kindling a fire for hope, and Hanukkah means lighting a candle for justice, may we celebrate this year by hearing the call, the call to work for peace, liberty, and justice for all. Amen and blessed be.
0: Late December, dark and cold, where is the light? When old man year is bending low, where is the light? When the sun goes missing in the sky, may I find it rising in my own eyes. The sun is always Shining, even when we are in the dark of night, it is still out there on the other side of the world, shining. The sun will always return, even in the midst of a violent storm, when at noon it is as dark as midnight, the sun will return. The love within us is like that sun. It is shining even when we face away from it, when we are in a long, dark night of the soul or when the clouds of fear or horror or grief come between us and our inner light, when we ask, where is the light? It will return. The winter solstice was yesterday, December 21st this year. Astronomically, that's when the the northern hemisphere is leaning the furthest away from the sun. The days are short, the nights are long, and in many cultures this night is observed by staying awake through the long hours of darkness. This practice is especially useful to do at least once since we are cocooned in our houses and blessed by light with the flick of a switch. We are separated from the rhythm of the earth just as our vision is cut short when we are sitting at a blazing campfire and we're unable to see beyond it. The artificial light blocks our sight, cuts us off from the insights of nature. It's been a while since I stayed up through a solstice night, but this morning I had the joy and pleasure of getting up at six to drive up here, and I got to see the light come. We need our connection to the earth and its teachings. In traditional churches, a specific passage from scripture is used each Sunday service. Our holy scripture today is the earth and the sun, the passage, the season of winter. I spent 25 years in upstate New York where the earth truly slept until spring, and we were separated from what was happening underground by this frozen blanket of snow. There, I felt disconnected. But here in the Pacific Northwest, I keep thinking of compost, of the hidden aliveness that is preparing for the new growth of spring, a gestational time, a transformation in the womb of the earth. Our planet is turning, circle on her path around the sun. Our lives are frequently like this cycle of the seasons, a passage from new life to abundance of summer to the quietening of fall and the internal sleep of winter and then back again. Sometimes I think I've completed that whole cycle in one day. Sometimes it happens over several years. I have fallow periods, periods when I need to regroup, turn inward and rest. I have exuberant times, times when I'm full of life and newness. I think we all experience these cycles just like the cycles of the earth in every living thing. One of my favorite photos is of my grandfather and my niece. His hunting, fishing, and woodworking days were coming to a close. I can see his calloused hands tenderly holding her, his blue eyes looking at the camera. She's a 10-month-old infant (coughs) waving tiny fists, and her blue eyes are looking off in the distance, not yet focused. In the years since that photo was taken, she has grown into an extraordinary young woman who uses her hands to heal the earth. That photo is sacred text, scripture. Autumn is full of endings. Plants die, the sun becomes more distant and the light it gives is weaker. Then winter comes and all lies fallow, a human life, goes through seasons coming to rest in the end. And we who witness, grieve, and look to the spring, to the new life that is always springing forth. Vine and grain, vine and grain, all that's cut shall rise again. Hoof and horn, hoof and horn, all that dies shall be reborn. The same seasons and cycles seem to hold for social justice movements, a time of creativity and progress, followed by retreat and reflection, and again, energy and growth. I was too young to be a part of the civil rights movement of the 60s, so I'm joyful for the rebirth of a civil rights movement now, Occupy, Black Lives Matter. This is a renewal, a springing forth of passion and commitment a time for the arc of the universe to be bent, let's grab hold of it, more toward justice. (laughs) Times like these are scary, even heartbreaking, but it's time for us all to grow together, to welcome the sunlight of truth and to be reborn from the long night of inequity into a world shaped by compassion and by justice. At this time of year, one major tradition celebrates the birth of a holy baby who was born into a world cut off from the light of peace and justice, born to a people suffering under oppression, brutality, and inequity. This midwinter story of a son, S-O-N, who brings the light, who's also the son, S-U-N, is told in many cultures. For the solstice, we may think of the sun as being reborn from the womb of night, birth and death, death and birth, round and round. The earth is turning, turning round again, from morning and from morning round to night. We must honor the dark before calling in the light. This is the season when animals hibernate and nature sleeps, and we can turn inward too. We must hear the stories of heartbreak and inequity. We must open to truth-telling, painful though it may be. Perhaps some of the depression people feel during the holidays comes from not providing enough space for feeling the sadness and quietness that exists in nature in this season. The earth in this season calls us to set aside time, which can be hard in the frenzy of the holidays, for sitting in the dark and holding loss and pain with compassion and gentleness. And this year it seems even harder. The news is full of anguish, of systemic racism and senseless violence. A sense of panic for the future rises in me whenever I read of environmental and social disintegration. Getting through the day is labor. Getting through a day and fulfilling my pledge for solidarity is painful, intense labor. Perhaps the steady patter of rain can teach us In these painful situations, our first task is to open our hearts to listen, to keep quiet, keep calm and listen. We must have more love and more justice, but how to begin? We don't seem to have rituals these days that honor the quiet, inward, and the despairing or broken parts of our lives. We need the rituals that honor the brokenness within us, remembering that we all have weaknesses and times of unreasoning fear. This might make room for us to take care of ourselves and each other. Each one of us is carrying a burden. Let us be more gentle with ourselves and with others. There are these brilliant and accessible truths to be found in children's books. The Harry Potter series, which was rich in meaning beyond a simple hero's journey, I noticed Harry Potter, the boy who did speak the forbidden name, he broke the rule. He was the one who could break Voldemort's power. He was the bringer of light. So go ahead, you have my permission. You can name that which has power over you, that which holds you back, that you are afraid of. Maybe as we practice this for ourselves, we can learn to accept it in others, and we can help and heal one another before one more person's brokenness adds to the brokenness of the world. We must all look deeply inside ourselves to root out prejudices we have been raised with. Only then can they be transformed. Only then can injustice end. I invite you now to reflect. The seasonal change outside of ourselves is mirrored in changes within our own lives, cycles within us. What within you are you ready to let go of? Are you ready to let go of a grudge, your fear of speaking up? Are you ready to release your perfectionism, your your judgments? Turn inward now, honor the dark, the gifts of darkness, settle in deep in the womb of night, and open yourself to the knowledge of yourself, What will you release into the cauldron of the earth to be transformed? The wheel is turning. What are you ready to let go of? I invite you to speak aloud if you are willing to die and be reborn. The wheel is turning. What must you lose to the night? We give thanks for these things that we lose to the night. And each of us is a bringer of light. The sunlight lives within us. It's not enough to name the fears and the brokenness. We must also name our dreams. We ask, where is the light? The light is inside. We yearn for the light of hope, the light of love. We know there must be some more life. The light is inside of you. What is it that's inside of you waiting for new life? What is waiting to be born? What gifts are you ready to welcome into your life? Gaze into your inner landscape. Are there seeds waiting to sprout or tiny tendrils of new life awaiting nourishment? Honor the light within you. Open yourself to the knowledge of your self. The wheel is turning. What are you ready to welcome? I invite you to name aloud. To die and be reborn, the wheel is turning. What gift comes with the light? Faith. And we give thanks for these gifts of the night. A story from the Desert Fathers, as written by Thomas Merton. Abbot Lot came to Abbot Joseph and said, Father, according as I am able, I keep my little rule and my little fast, my prayer, meditation, and contemplative silence. And according as I am able, I strive to cleanse my heart of thoughts. Now, what more should I do? The elder rose up in reply and stretched out his hands, to the heaven, and his fingers became like ten lamps of fire, he said, why not be totally changed into fire? I invite you to share with me a moment of meditation and intention. Will you pray with me? spirit of life, nurturing night. We ask for strength and guidance through the coming transformations. We are faced by the great brokenness of the world and we sometimes lose sight of the light of love amid the storm clouds of oppression and violence. Oh, caretaker of the cauldron of life and death, help us to find renewed life and love in our skin, in our bones, in every heart and soul. Help us to turn ourselves into fire. Bless our hands that do the work of love. Namaste, ashe, asista. Amen. Blessed be.